everybody. Welcome back to the Field Notes podcast. We're excited to be with you today. Um, my name is Kate. I'm hosting with my husband, Zach, and our friend, Legia. And today we're going to actually be looking at prayer. And that is a really big topic. And so we're going to focus more today on the aspect or the value of daily communion right. with God and talking to Him in the daily and yep. now later in this season we are going to look at different aspects of it definitely but today the focus is daily communion mm-hmm. but before we talk about talking to god on a daily basis what is the voice of god i mean it's kind of it's kind of a trick question i guess <laughs> um i think it can look like a lot of different things I think quite often the voice of God is something other than those shaking by the shoulder, like in your face moments. What do you guys think? Well, there are so many clear signs of the voice of God. You've got visions, dreams, right. even angelic visitations. Yep. But the most common way to hear his voice is considered the still small voice, yeah. that everyday voice that you hear inside your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we kind of get that wording for the still small voice out of First Kings 19. Yeah. When Elijah is like drawn away into the cave right. and, you know, there's lots of extreme weather events. Yeah. The huh. strong winds, the earthquake, the fire. And Elijah said God's voice was still not in that chaos. It wasn't until there was a quiet wind, a quiet time that the Lord spoke and he heard that still small voice and he knew exactly what he was supposed to do. But Mm. before he did that, he waited. Yes. Yeah. He had to wait in silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a lot about that still small voice today. Yep. I just want to mention one other way that we commonly hear from the Lord as believers Mm. and it's through the word. Yep. Yes. Uh, Like his written word. And it says in John 14, 26, uh, that the Lord has sent the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. as the helper to help explain and teach us um, what is written and just reveal to us uh, the scriptures. Is is it in John, I'm trying to remember, Jesus says, my sheep will hear my voice. Yeah. You know, kind of a... That's something you can stand on, actually. Like that is that daily communication with the Lord. That is a special relationship we can yeah, have with God. That's good. And that's what makes it so unique. Yeah. God doesn't just want to speak to us through things that are unavoidably Him, mm-hmm. but He wants to commune with us in a way that is intimate, but also kind of hidden. It's being withdrawn into that secret place with him. It's drawing back. Some of the greatest stories to me are the ones where they're like, David went into a cave and he had that time with the Lord. And so did Elijah. And Mm. you hear a lot of times, even Jesus goes into a wilderness, not amongst people, but in the wilderness. Yeah. I gotta find a cave. Yeah. Gotta find a cave. (laughs) Dude, I love caves. As a kid, I was obsessed with caves. Like, and I I was always like looking for them. I mean, there's a few in the area, but not not many. I grew up splunking and I loved it. Dude, see. Love it. You had this more like what were the big ones about where you grew up? Craters of the Moon was huge, Ooh. volcanic. It was so fun. That was our field trips in school. Mm. Yeah, epic. Uh, City of Rocks wasn't caving, but we get up on top of that rock, and it was so <clears throat> such a solitude. It was like you get to feel the greatness of the Lord, and when it's quiet and you feel that light breeze, mm. it's just like you can almost hear Him because all distractions are gone. Yeah, 
I love that. You said something else earlier, Ligia, about how it's so important to to be able to like communicate with God in that way and actually have the relationship and yeah. it sustain us through times of difficulty. You want to talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, God knew I needed him at a very young age. I remember my first lesson was learning about the crucifixion of Jesus and he did it because he loved me. And it made me question like, how could someone love me so much yeah. to die for me? I don't even yeah. know this man. Mm. I must know this guy. Yeah. And so the next week I remember them saying, you can talk to him like you talk to me. School? This was Sunday school, and I was how, five years old. Yeah, that's, that's and young. And it, it just, I could not get past the thought. And I asked, how can I talk to this person? And they're like, just pray to him like you're talking to me, talk to him. Wow. I was like, that easy? So I'd go to my secret place, my little hiding place, and I'd sit there and I'm like, God, I wanna know what, it, what you sound like. I wanna know who you are. I really am curious about you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was having a really difficult situation in my family and I was just bawling in my secret place. I'm like, God, help me. You say you can un give me understanding and clarity. Yeah. And it was wild. I just heard him telling me, don't hold a grudge, mm -hmm. forgive them. And it wasn't like someone speaking like, ought to be like I am to you right now. But no. It, it was still, it could be it could be mistaken as a thought if you didn't actually know, like have time to spend with God, right? Definitely, actually, that brings up a good topic because I wanted to know whether it was my thoughts or not. Right. So I spend almost every day in this tree <laughs> Dude. for an hour or more and I just be talking to him like, God, is that my thought? Is that your thought? Your voice sounds like my voice, but I'm imagining you like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And I was like, Lord, I just, I don't, <laughs> I want to know if it's you. Cause if it's me, it's pointless. Yeah. And so he's, I just kept feeling, come and continue to talk with me. Come mm -hmm. and continue to talk to me. And I didn't understand why until eventually, once again, problems arose and I heard a solution to my problem. One was clear. It was like, it's not that they hate you. Mm -hmm. It's that they've been hurt and they don't know how to display love properly to you. So forgive them because I will teach them. But and relax you're old? and no. This is a five-year-old, right? I was about seven or so, seven, six okay. or seven at that point. And he's like, but know that I will love you in their place. And I thought that cannot be my thoughts because no. I am just a kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm in like elementary school. There's no way I could have thought that on my own, yeah. nor have I heard a teaching on it yet. So I was like, God, this must be you because it's not me. Wow. That's so cool. My inner thought is I should be angry back. I yeah. have every right to be angry back. That's the natural inclination. It is our human characteristic. It's our human, human nature. Yeah. I love that he, even from a young age, was like creating space for you to forgive them. Yeah. And like, oh, maybe you didn't want to in the moment, but like it was by his grace and probably because he spoke to you and because you were talking to him that you were even able to forgive. Oh, it was the only reason. That daily communion wow. is what kept me afloat in every situation. Wow. It was, he's, I remember him telling me, if you would come to me every day, you're gonna recognize my love, you're gonna feel my forgiveness, and you'll have Ooh. strength to forgive everyone else around you. And that came across with my family, with mm. bullies, with health, just all of it. 
Wow. wow. Yeah. Would you say that the more you got used to talking to him, that the better your discernment got? Like the easier it was to differentiate between Legia's voice and the Lord's voice. Oh my goodness. Getting to start a daily communion with God. That was actually a season of my life was asking God for years when I was younger, Lord, help me to be more obedient. Mm. I hear your voice, but sometimes I don't want to listen to it. Mm. And I don't want to lose this gift that I have. Help teach me to be obedient. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I think like as an adult, like there are so many, you, you know, busy things in life that it, you know, we don't want to, but that habit can start to slip. Hmm. When I first moved to the Middle East a number of years ago, like all of a sudden I hadn't really thought about it, but like living in the U.S., being here with everything that I'm familiar with and comfortable with and I know where to go and how to do things, like didn't necessarily have that habit of speaking to the Lord daily in the forefront of my mind. I don't know how to get water delivered to my apartment. Like we're starting at ground zero, feeling like a baby here. And then all of a sudden, like the the need for that habit, the need for just daily communion with the Lord popped back up. And it was like, okay, I can't control anything right now, but like I can talk to the Lord and like that like can plumb line me, can mm. ground me. Yeah. yeah. And this one thing can be constant because I know the Lord is here and I know that he'll speak to me. And I know that I'm not here by myself when right. I've got him. And so it did wonders for reinstilling that habit into my daily life where it was something that was dependable and I could count on and something familiar um, just to be with me every day. God cares more about our relationship with Him than our comfort. Yeah, and I even think that as we're learning to like listen to the voice and discern it better and like obey when we hear the Lord leading us in something, that there's like actual real fruit to be found when we follow His leading. Like, yes, there's like fruit in our own lives, but also you can see the fruit and how it affects other people. I remember I wanted to learn how to obey that voice even more. And I remember I was driving and I wanted to take a day off of work and just go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Just wanted one day off, just relaxing. Get out of my car and I see this lady and she's sitting on a bench. And oh my goodness, when I tell you, the only thing she was missing was the neon light blinking saying, do not disturb. She had her hands out like this. She had her music blaring. You could hear it five feet away. And it was some violent music. You could just hear it. And she's like, face all metal. And I just hear the Lord say, go talk to her. That was it. And I was like, okay, Lord, well, you're going to heal this black guy like you heal leprosy. I'm just saying. And I go sit on the opposite side of the bench. She's not paying any attention. Scooch a little closer, not paying attention. She kind of glances at my feet, looks back. And then it wasn't until I was like, okay, Lord, you ready for this? At this point, I still have no idea what I'm going to say to this lady. Oh, gosh. So you haven't... you. Because did you ask God to tell you what you, he was supposed to say? No, I told him I wanted to be obedient, whether I knew what that was or what that looked like. So I he's was like, just okay. going to go and talk. Dude. have no idea what I'm going to say. Oh I ended up sliding clear across this bench, almost knocked her off the bench. I was like, I went too far. I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like her response was, 
great though. She's like, can I help you? <laughs> Long story short, I still had no idea what I was going to say. I was just throwing through my human natural skills. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, how you doing? I can tell she's not doing well. <laughs> so, you know, sarcastic reply was bound to happen. And then I was like, do you need a ride? No. But then the most remarkable thing happened. I, to this day, I have no idea how it occurred, but somehow we got on the subject of God, of mm -hmm. Jesus. I don't know what initiated that, but we were talking and her whole mannerism changed from this angry, hate, just emotion to joyful. And she has a beautiful smile. Yeah. And I asked her, can I pray for her? She's like, yeah. And she shared her story. She has about three roommates and they all practice witchcraft every single night. Mm -hmm. wow. They do satanic rituals all every night. And she's been experiencing just a high level of hate, anger, violence. She wants to hurt herself. She wants to hurt her family. She is just, she's so caught up. She feels like she's imprisoned by hate. Mm -hmm. And she was actually on the bench talking to God. She's like, God, I can't believe that someone as good as you could exist in a world like this. And if you don't show me a sign right now, I, I can't follow through with the thought of a God existing. And I, we were both tearing up and she's like, and then you came out of the blue. And, but I was able to pray with her. Wow. Wow. And I just thought, what the heck? I'm not saying that the Lord would have given up on her if I would have ignored that thought. But how much longer would she have had to suffer and endured before one child of God would have been obedient and said, yes? Yeah. It made me really think about myself, like, what if I would have made my normal excuses? Oh, she definitely doesn't want to look. She doesn't want to be disturbed. She doesn't want to have a conversation. Yeah. There's no way. I'm going to stay out of like, way. God's not asking me to do that because mm. I don't have anything to say. Oh, God's not asking me to do that because I don't know the word that well. Yeah. I just quote scripture. God's not asking me. We just or go even this hey, list. it's my day off. It's my day off. God knows Dude, I need a day of that's rest. That's so good. It's the Sabbath. Oh, that's so good. But the thing is, I Sabbathed in the joy of the Lord over that one sheep, that one lost sheep mm. who needed a little coaxing. She moved out of her apartment, mm. moved back home. Praise God. Yeah. That's it. I love that story because like. She was talking to the Lord. She was wanting to hear his voice. She was experiencing yeah. like a moment of silence, but like God used you. He used another believer. Which yeah. it's like that physical manifestation of his voice was still only made possible by you listening to its still small voice. Yeah. It wasn't yes. it wasn't a loud <laughs> it wasn't like a man whispered in my ear, go talk to her. <laughs> it, it was not Morgan Freeman. No Morgan Freeman. No, no Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it was just a quick thought yeah. that flashed across my head. Yeah. And, and the Lord used it to bolster both of your faith. He did. Mm. It was an obedience. It was a faith walk because I had to rely that the Lord was going to follow through, even though I had no idea how. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's almost like playing a video game and there's like levels. Yeah. There's and like side like, quests and levels. You're going somewhere. There's a clear objective, but your journey is you can't just blitz from the starting point to the final boss. You have to collect the coins. You've got to, <laughs> yeah, you got to put into you practice. Time, bro. You got to, yeah. You have to yeah. put into practice the skills that you have. You know, I think so often I think like, God, just give this to me. Like, give me like the ability to obey. God, give me the ability to be like this. And the thing is like, when I, when I read a book or I play like a video game, like 
I don't want to go straight from A to like the end. I want to experience it. There's going to be difficulty, and there's, but there's also, it's going to be pretty epic mm -hmm. when once you start leaning into the fact that God is this beautiful being that loves you, wants to speak with you, and wants to walk with you through adventure, through difficulty, but ultimately unto glory. Life's gonna send you that boss level. That mm -hmm. boss and level. You, you wanna be prepared for yes. it. Like you wanna have experience in having, uh, following the Lord's leading and listening to his voice and studying his word so that when a difficult moment arises, like yep. spiritually you're ready. Yep. Yes. Yep. It's so good. I love and that. I love that analogy. We've we've kind of danced around it so mm. far. We've like referenced it, but I actually want to talk about it for a minute. Uh, seasons that you actually can't hear his voice, mm. and that it's not like, "Hey Lord, how are you doing?" And he like immediately responds. Yeah. Uh, but moments when there is the silence. For me, that that season happened right after like a, a, the first couple of years that I actually began hearing him and talking with him, and so. It's like, oh, I, I, I discovered like, wow, like God loves me and he wants to talk to me and I can talk to him. So I was just getting comfortable with that. And then I went into the worst depression I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. um, Desert. It was like about a year. <laughs> yeah. I would sleep like 14, 15 hours a day and I still felt like I could barely get out of bed. You know, um, much less, I was failing classes. Um, and I remember just sitting there and just resting, like he, I just felt, God, you, you, you are, you are good. Yeah. But I remember saying that and just feeling like, just this peace, even though my circumstances were were crappy and I wasn't hearing his voice. Still, like, I trust you, I yeah. love you, you are good, and. God brought me into a place and a circumstance where I could I could love him out of my weakness, not just out of my my strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember I was 16. Mm -hmm. I just celebrated my 16th birthday. And mm -hmm. I was in so much pain. Apparently I had three different lung issues attacking me all at once, pneumonia, ptosis, pleurisy. I, none of the doctors, I had four doctors tell me like I was faking it, I was tired, I was going through changes. I remember talking to the Lord and I just heard the word Job and I was like, that's weird. Why, sh why Job? And then from that, <laughs> oh all of a sudden it was like silence. I was oh, like, wow. well, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> and the pain kicked in and I was having nerve pain. That was every single breath I took would shoot it down into my hips, into my legs, up into my head. I couldn't, I couldn't even stand up. I got so weak to where my brother was taking me room to room. My mom was showering me. I stopped eating, lost 20 pounds Yikes. within like a month and a half, two months. I just was, I was in excruciating pain. It was so bad to the point that I would lay and I'd have to sleep with my mom and she'd have to wake me up to get me to breathe. And I would pray and I'd pray. And I'm like, God, I need your voice. I need your voice. I can't do this without you. Life's not worth living without you. I need your voice. Where are you? Am I being disobedient? What is this? And that's when the enemy kicked in strong. He's mm. like, what did you do so wrong? Yeah. How, did you forget to listen to his voice? Mm. God is now testing you, but here's the thing, you're going to fail. Oh, wow. And God's expecting oh. you to fail. And that's okay if you fail. Mm. He'll forgive you, that's the goodness of God. It's okay if you fail. So it's like these different things, they're yes. just like, 
And it wasn't like this flat out lie. It was like he took the word that he knew I knew and he started warping oh, and twisting gosh. it. And I was like, I kept rebuking. I was like, no, Lord loves me. Lord loves me like he loves Job. He loves me and he endures. And I was able to fight it off, but I was getting depressed. My home church family didn't know. And it, the enemy was like, see, they don't even care. And they're God's people. If they don't care, that's a good display that God doesn't care. It was some hard things. And <laughs> gosh, and God he knows where to hit hard. He knows how to hit hard. He knows your life. And he knows the word better than you know the word, probably. That's why it's so important to have daily communication. That's kind of scary, actually. It's very scary, and we should be aware of that. But it got to the point where my mom and brother had to leave me for just 10 minutes. The first time in seven, eight months that they've left me. And the moment they shut the door, my pain just randomly skyrocketed. And I felt every single nerve just on fire. And I was like, God, where are you? And I started crying out and the, I heard the enemy and he was clear. He's like, one quick move and you're gone. One quick decision and you don't have to face this pain anymore. God will forgive you because he loves you, remember? And I almost took his advice. And how far did you go? Like how close to, how close I to? I had the knife ready. I was there in the kitchen. I crawled myself there and I stood there and I said, God, I need you to save me because this world is not worth living without your voice. Mm. And the enemy is like, just fall forward and you'll be done. And it took that moment that I heard the audible voice. And that's a scary <laughs> voice. People want to hear the audible voice. I don't think you know what that means. That means you have gotten to a brink. And I heard, stop. And I felt the breath in my ear. It was the Lord. It was this unsurmountable amount of love mm. that just came through me. Mm. And I remember getting visions so clear as day of my mom and brother finding me in the kitchen floor, my funeral, people I didn't know who knew me. And I was just like, it's intense. It was an intense moment. He showed me the people that cared and the things that the enemy was blinding me from. Mm. He had mercy on me. Mm. I went aside and I started praying and I apologized and I, I had such conviction. But here's the beauty of that though. In that moment of not hearing him and him rescuing me in the end, I now have the certainty, 100%, no one can ever define, like, defy that, mm. that in that moment of silence, he loved me wow. and he watched me mm. and he had, faith, he had faith in me. He knew me. Mm. And, he, and that just solidified so, so my important. trust in him and that solidified my relationship that when I'm in a quiet zone, I now know he loves me and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah. You said something that I really liked and that it's the Lord's voice doesn't provoke a feeling of fear. No. Mm. Oh, like if you're having trouble knowing mm. if it's you or the Lord or the enemy, like mm. the Lord's voice will never provoke feelings of fear. No, it is like, it's more like this, this untapped love that you have never imagined just It might be sobriety. You're just like, oh, It might sure. be sobriety. And it oh. might be like, Oh, like understanding, and there might be kind of like, like, oh wow, like this is a really weighty thing, and like that. And it could be something where you feel humbled or a yeah. lot of different yeah. things, but not. I cried weird. in joy, which made no sense because I was about to take my life, but it turned into tears of joy that even uh -huh. though the pain was still there, and even though I was in 
nothing changed my circumstances. Wow. My inside changed, my joy and my perspective changed, mm-hmm. and that is what changes my decisions from here on out. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's good. It was shortly after that I got healing though. Mm-hmm. The Lord God. lifted off and he gave me a doctor that listened and so God is good. He is so good. I consider it actually one of the most beautiful seasons. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You just didn't see the flowers blooming yet. There's this verse in, in the Psalms that talks about, um, I forget the exact um, place, but it's a very beautiful picture of those on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And it says they will pass through the valley of weeping, mm-hmm. but where they go, springs of life will come up. As they tread through the desert, oasises will appear That's where good. they walk. So the footsteps of blood are seeds of life, of fruit, a witness of who God is and of his love. So Legia, we've been talking about like hearing the voice of the Lord in different times or not hearing it. What is kind of some practicals that you might give to someone who's like, you know what? like. I do want to get back into this habit. I do want to practice hearing the Lord more on a regular basis. I want to get into that place of daily communion. Like what, how do you start? You know, God has gifted us with the most beautiful gift, which is the beginning, his word. Mm. It's living and active. Mm. It's living active. So he gives you that but to practically put it into place because we are so busy. And I think one of the greatest tactics of the enemy is distractions. It's keeping you occupied. Mm. So what I would suggest is treat it like a doctor's appointment. You're not gonna be late for that appointment because you'll have to get it canceled, right? Treat it like that. Journaling is huge. Even if you're not a journaler, I am not a journal person. It's very hard, but I found the beauty of it in this last couple weeks because it helped me focus my intention on what I want to ask the Lord. I think so often we disqualify ourselves but because we see all the, the ways that we aren't pursuing God. But it's like every day is a new day. If you're feeling guilty, talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling overwhelmed, talk to him about it. The more you, tr- you, you relate to God like the actual person he is, the more you'll experience him as the actual person he is. Instead of trying to put God in a box, kind mm-hmm. of like being open to how mm. he wants to speak to yes. you, yeah. yes. it might not look exactly how you think it should look or how you would prefer it to look. Mm. Um, like sometimes if it's like similar to the still small voice, sometimes he uses mental pictures. Sometimes you will hear it on the radio, something you've been praying about. It's a conversation. About, but you're letting ha- yeah, you're having somebody. the Lord have the freedom to yeah. use whatever means he wants to use. Having the faith that he will respond is where we lack a lot of the time. It's like, right. who am I, Lord? I'm just, I'm nobody. And he doesn't have time for me, but he does like, want to talk with you. And yeah. I think we have to believe that in ourselves first before we present that question. You questions. know, there's a lot of prayers we could pray, but there's a prayer that he will always answer 100%. And that's like, God, I want to know you and I want to hear your yes. voice. And when you start putting, putting aside time and actually coming to those things, then you better watch out. Because it's going to be answered and, and, and you're going to be overwhelmed with who he is. Yes. That's good. Kind of just as we're wrapping up here, Liji, would you be willing to pray for us just yeah. that we would be able to start to enter into daily communion with the Lord? Because like, there's a lot of things we talk about that are good, but ultimately just like, yeah, we just want to commune with him. So dear Holy Spirit, we just, we invite you today. We invite yeah. you in our lives. We we surrender who we are to you. 
We just yeah. ask you to move on our hearts and give us wisdom and understanding and give clarity, Father. We want to understand you and draw closer to you. So, Father, bring about opportunities. Remove the distractions in our life that is causing us to put you off. Give us excitement and joy for your word. I just pray that you will anoint their each and every person's time as they're dialoguing with you, as they're yeah. asking questions. And I ask that you encounter them yeah. in a mighty way because you are a mighty God and you want a relationship with us. Lord, we love you. We praise you in your precious and holy name. Amen. 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 Man, that was so good. We're not just talking about things that, okay, we're, we're not just trying to make content. We're talking about things that move our hearts and that we want to to move y'all so thank you so much for tuning in and uh next episode will be out in two weeks